Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. It calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. My birth name is, in fact, Spud. Spud Goodman. Spud <laughs> <The> man. <laughs> and welcome to my little radio show. As I've said on many occasions, I prefer to think that size isn't everything. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to be huge, but at my age, I've come to terms with the cards I've been dealt. Being tiny does offer a few benefits that I'm grateful for, like I do not have ulcers and a stress attack each time the ratings book, you know, comes in, because when you're minuscule, people cut you slack. In my romantic life, not so much, you know. But I I know I could have wasted my life in in another meaningless career. Um, I'm sure some listeners right now can relate to a dead-end job. Am I right on that one? Yeah. Well, not everyone can be successful and attain stardom is what I'm getting at. You know, and what you do. And if you're one of those who has, you know, actually been wildly successful at everything you've ever attempted, well, maybe right now you should, like, ditch us and tune in to, say, Ryan Seacrest's Top 40 show or maybe that Dave Ramsey's program. Americans love a winner. For everyone else, thank you for taking the time out of your busy lives to spend some time with me. Now I need to introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give the people a decent chuckle, if you would. Okay, okay. How's this? (laughs) Yeah, that'll work. Fine. Yeah. So I also need to acknowledge our show's temporary permanent co-host, Joel Holcomb. You can say four words. That's one more than I normally allow. I'm in a good mood today. Four, okay, four words. Okay, yes, yeah, that is that that is an improvement. Correct. You know, I have I've had difficulty with expressing myself with your two word limit when I do this intro. Uh, okay, how about this? I am excited to. Uh, uh, I, I'm excited to. Uh, Spud, I, I need two more words at least. I, I need to complete the sentence by saying. Be here. Uh, I'm sorry you can't be creative Six enough in expressing your thoughts and feelings in a succinct fashion. I don't think it's going to happen. So moving on. So what what oh. I thought would be a really good topic to discuss on the show is the impending invasion of robots in our society. All right? Now, I brought it up recently when I was interviewing Deepak Chopra. I mean, they are coming in all phases of our lives really, really soon. It's going to be really scary. You know, I know we've discussed artificial intelligence uh, on the show last year, and I'm well aware of your fears of our world being Well-founded overtaken fear. by... Well, anyway, being taken over by non-humans. But I personally feel you're overreacting a bit. No, 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 no. I am with Spud on this one. Uh, I will go down fighting, though, as I won't let a robot take over my life. Well, if it is war they want, then war they shall have! Well, okay, but what if it could make your life better? No way. 
Oh, unless I can do some stuff I hate doing, like cleaning my cat's litter box. Oh, and maybe take out the garbage when it rains. Uh, you know what? Uh, really, I'm pretty sure that technology is just around the corner. Yeah, but what else is waiting around the corner? That's the question. Now, I, I've been doing some reading up on this, and it has really freaked me out. Do you know we are less than five years from driverless cars all over this country? Well, yeah, and, and that's going to bring safety to our nation's highways. There, there's nothing to fear from that spot. Oh, oh boy. Wow. Since when did he become Elon Musk? This from a guy who still has a VCR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you think a guy like you would be clamoring for the return of the horse and buggy? <laughs> oh, please. You, you know what? That's an Amish crack, isn't it? You know, you know that I and the Mormon church have no connection to that small community in our country. What I'm trying to say here is you can't stop progress, so you might as well embrace it as, you know, there's exciting innovations coming our way. Alive? Well, I just can't buy this. I'm not a scientist. I just can't buy this new George Jetson thing. You, of all people, telling me to embrace the future? Well, you're, you're a generation removed from sister wives at your family reunions. <laughs> okay. No, that's not funny. That's it's the truth. No, very no, funny. The truth. Spud, those were my great uncle's wives, not my parents' families, okay? I should have never told you that. That was in private. What I'm trying to say is we're in the midst of a new technological revolution, somewhat similar to the industrial revolution this country country experience oh, in the 19th century. You know, this is starting to sound like a, sh a show from the History Channel. If our listeners no. want to know the plight of displaced workers in 1890, they can go to a lot more credible sources of information than you. Now, let's get That's back on I'm topic here. So the robots are about to invade our lives, and I say we need to get prepared. Yes! I am prepared. When Big Brother sends a robot knocking at my door, I will have a nice surprise waiting. I don't know. Robots are, are pretty difficult to stop, Aunt Dorothy. I don't think we can beat them. You can't! Have you seen any of those Robocop movies? I mean, yeah, they were all c***y, but they do give us a peek into what we might be facing. Oh, oh, I don't plan to do anything physically to stop them. I'm not dumb. Okay. But I do have a little plan that, well, I'd rather keep to myself. Really? Well, we, we're going to talk about that a little later, right? But hey, yeah. right now, I, in, I need to introduce our musical guest, who I will be speaking with a little later on in the program, too. Here is Down North.
Hey, it's your man JB Smooth. I, I don't give a damn about no damn Spud. What grown man named Spud any damn way? I'm just saying in general. Listen to him if you want to. Um, I don't listen to his. A- I don't give a damn about his. A- I don't know him. Don't listen to him. Just give a damn if you listen to him. Uh, uh, Spud, yeah. your first guest, Louie Anderson, is holding. Uh, you know, you two really seem to get along well on this radio show. Yeah, I had him on my old TV show years ago, too. He's always been a down-to-earth dude, very cool guy. Uh, you know, I'm still doing a few open mic nights. Uh, you know, as far as my stand-up comedy career goes, I was wondering if you could ask Louie if I might be able to open for him next time he comes up to Seattle. That's ridiculous. Uh, number one, it's a bit of a stretch to call what you do at a couple open mics a career. And secondly, there's no way in hell I'm going to ask Louie if you can open for him. Oh. That would be like a karaoke night regular asking to open for you, too. It's not realistic. Y- yeah, but Duh. I-, I would do it for free. And maybe just I would do like my strongest 20 minutes. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Uh, you have maybe one or two semi-okay knock-knock jokes. So, so you're looking at doing your strongest... 45 seconds, huh? I mean, just put Louie through, please. All right, very well, but you know what? Louie is going to be upset later when he learns that I offered my services to him and you blocked me. But here he is. Welcome back to the show, Louie Anderson, one of our favorite guests... 
actually Lou Yu. You might be our, our all-time favorite, but I don't want to make a few other guests who I won't name, you know, feel I chose you over them, so I should probably just stick with one of our favorites. How how the heck are yeah, you, man? I, I'm good, but how are you? Excellent. Okay, well, I'm yeah. Glad. Yeah, you have a new book out titled Hey Mom, Stories for My Mother, but you can read them too. So what's it about? Well, you know, Spud, I was playing my mom on Baskets, the TV show that I'm on. Yes. Uh, with Zach Galifianakis, where I play his mother. Yes. And I started asking myself these questions about being a mother, and I started writing letters to my mom in my phone, and I said, you know what? I love this, and I sent one of the letters to my manager, and he suggested we go to the publisher and see if it could be a book, and I said, okay, and the next thing you know... They asked me to write this book, and um, I just, I actually just kind of like got in touch from playing that part, and I had so many questions from my mom that I never got to ask her when she was alive, that I just felt like I should, I just felt like I should uh, get them all out, and so the book is a, is a comedy, and it's a book about those kind of, you know, feelings I had, and also right. I asked those questions in the book that I didn't get to ask my mom in, in uh, on Earth here. Okay, super. Well, let's touch uh, for a brief moment on your Emmy Award-winning role as Christine Baskets. It airs on Fox, and people can catch it on demand right now. But specifically, the new hairdo in season three. I liked it. I like it a lot. Did did they have to focus group it before the decision was made to try to do something a little different with the bangs? No, they just, because Christine went to this women's conference with Lori Guineer, um, and Christine wanted to change her look and... She decided that she should go with bangs, and uh, they didn't ask anybody, but, you know, I've asked people, what do you think? And it's about a 60-40 thing for the bangs, so we'll see if they stay or if they go. You know, it's always up to the creators. I'm, you know, one of the actors on the show, but I don't create the show. I just try to make it the best I can. Well, put my vote in for pro bangs, so so let's, how about season four? All right, I will, bud. Season four. Bud, Bud Goodman wants bangs. Thank you. Thank you for writing that down. Um, so season four, I'm, I'm, I'm into the show heavily, so it would suck if some suit took it away from us. Will there be a season four? Well, I heard that in the interview, Zach was talking to somebody, and they said it was a season four. But, you know, with television, you just kind of, you know, as an actor, you hold your breath and hope that you'll have a season four. Um, and so I'm excited about the idea of it. I'm planning for it, and... Um, I haven't cut my bangs yet, so I think uh, right. things could go our way. Super. Well, you, you also have a new comedy special out, Big Underwear, that will be available at a bunch of places like Amazon, Comcast, DirecTV, iTunes, and others. You, you really don't like downtime. Uh, how do you find any time to do much binge-watching you know, TV shows yourself? I mean, that's a daily ritual for me after I bre- have breakfast and maybe brush my teeth. Uh, you know, I did. I caught up on all my FX shows. You know, I got, I got to watch... You know, all of my episodes have been there for a long, long time. Uh, uh, Spud, yeah, if, well, if I may, as someone who is very concerned about your physical and mental health, your binge watching is now out of control. Oh, uh, hey, Louie, just a sec. Yeah. Who made you a doctor or mental health practitioner? I mean, yeah, binge watching is important to me, and it's a daily ritual, so what? I have mentioned this to you before, Gerald. This is nothing new for Spud. Way back, way back, as a little kid, he would watch TV all day and even continue to watch the screen after the stations would sign off and they put the test pattern until the next morning. Um. Yeah, the TV has a real hold on him. 
Thank God stations stay on the air 24-7 nowadays, you know? That test pattern got old after a couple hours. My eyes got blurry. Well, I, I don't see why any healthy individual would waste his or her life watching program after program. Now, with all these choices, one person has a, one, one has a person could never leave their couch, maybe, or to use the restroom or get a snack. That's what catheters are for. The other excretory need, I time to coincide with like commercials or breaking news that cuts into programming. Now, let me get back to my good friend, Louie. I have returned. Let's do it. Um, well, let me hit you with this one. On the show, we're discussing what the world would be like when everything is automated. Do you think stand-up comedy is safe from robots taking that over, too? You know, I think that uh, robots would do fine with the jokes, but I think when it got to the ad lib or the hecklers, they'd have a little bit of a difficult time. That's a good point. Yes, all right. That's all. Okay. But well, I, uh, I wouldn't put it past it happening. Yeah, yeah. anything to cut costs. Um so, so the last time we talked, you said you now limit your time on the slots to a friend's machine at his house. How's your luck been? I didn't ask if it, if, you know, if it at least spit it out or spit out a, like a fake ticket or something. You know, and so it said it's three or four grand. No, you know what my fun. friend, you know what my friend does with his uh, slot machine at his house? If you hit it, it pays out the coins that are in it. It's a fantastic thing. Oh, oh, that would, that would be. But most yeah. people just leave them. But most people just leave the coins there for the next person. You know. I might have to find a friend with a machine, too, because I've been getting killed lately. I mean, totally killed. And, uh, yeah, it might, it might help me, like, not go through withdrawals if I, like, lay off them for a while. I'm going to think about that. So I appreciate that tip. I, I, yeah. I think you should buy yourself your own machine so that when you win or when you lose, you still win. Oh, I never thought about buying my own. That's okay. I just wrote that down. Good idea. All right. Well, you know, this is last question because I know you got a whole bunch of stuff to do. Um, you know, Louis, as the <laughs> second youngest of eleven children, yeah, it's, yeah I know. Um, uh, you know you're you're just, very funny, by the way. Wow. That that that. Uh, how much do I owe you for saying that, man? Thank you. Appreciate that. Nothing, buddy. Just uh, just a roll of nickels. All right. Cool. Oh, that's that's cool. But hey, you know, you were the the second youngest of eleven children in your family. Did you find that you you know to this day that having to battle for your fair share of stuff, did that maybe, you know, I'm sure you were on the short end of a bunch of things, so did that maybe help you in the, with the competitive nature of, like, say, stand-up comedy? Yeah, I think it did. I think it made me realize that, hey, no matter what anybody did before me or after me, I needed to make sure that people remembered what I did. And so, you know, I, I didn't really compete in that sense, but I really wanted to get my own my own you know, piece of the pie, and, you know, if you looked at me, you can see I got more than one piece of the pie. Yeah, well, we all have, so yeah, I got you. All right, well, like I said, you got to scoot, so let me see again. You have both a new book out, Hey Mom, Stories for My Mother, but you can read them too, which is now available everywhere, and also a comedy special, Big Underwear, now available for viewing. Hey, all right, I, I just, and this is from my heart, I want to thank you so much for coming back on our show, because off the record, you are our favorite guest, all right? All right, thank you so much, and if you can get a signed copy of Hey Mom for your mom uh, at louieanderson.com. Super. Hopefully we'll talk again. Take care, man. There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission. He had no money, he had no sense in his brain, he was but Goodman, 
but that didn't get in his way. He was a blind receiver on the wall of shame, and all the people joined in, cause they like how he swayed, he swayed like this. Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. You know, Spud, I feel your concern about driverless cars is off the mark. I, I really do. Uh, think of all the advantages that we're going to have at our disposal. Um, yeah, tell that to the 5 million people uh, in America who drive vehicles to pay the rent, like, I don't know, truck drivers, UPS guys. Um, I don't know, what about like the, the pizza guys, too? I, I can accept yeah. the Roomba being unleashed on the world. Sure, a few house cleaners might have lost their jobs, you know, but tidy, tidier floors for all of us is a reasonable trade-off job-wise. I know without my own Roomba, my apartment would be unlivable. But but what are the 5 million drivers going to do? If anyone in that group is now wearing one of those Make America Great Hat Agains, well, uh, just maybe they might want to think about going with a sun visor or a stocking hat instead real soon. And it only makes common sense. Spud, you know, I wear my Make America Great Again hat proudly. So Not I, when you're seen in public with me. I, I don't think I'll be switching headwear anytime soon. Uh, but you work on a radio show and also at a carpet oh, store. good one. Yeah, well, it's a carpet and linoleum store, Spud. South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum is the third highest in gross sales of linoleum in the state. South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. We are very proud of our numbers yeah, this last yeah. quarter. Uh, I'll take the blame for teeing up that free store plug, but no more of those, okay? Did everyone on the soundboard hear me? Sir. Yes, sir. Okay, besides driverless cars, I'm freaked out about automated fast food drive throughs You know, I enjoy my brief chats with the staff at Dairy Queen, and soon we'll all be talking to Alexis with no human contact. That's going to be brutal. You know, I read by 2030, uh, there could be between 400 to 800 million jobs worldwide replaced by automation. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a lot of people around the globe walking at malls during the day to kill time. Uh, you know what? I, I would expect a number of those workers to find new jobs in different industries, some of which are maybe not now in existence. Uh, maybe, but there's still going to be a ton of people left out who will be clogging up our freaking malls, well. wandering around aimlessly. You know, I hate going to the malls now. And think about that mass humanity. That's gonna, it's just going to be unbearable, especially like at Christmas shopping time, the only time well, I'll actually go to a mall. Right. Because I have they, to. Well, I know, but think of the lines at the movie theaters at their bargain matinee. That is the only time I will go to a theater, and I will probably have to sit either in the back row with the crying babies, or worse, in the front row with the big mouths who think they are in their own living room and they can't stop talking at the screen. Get them out of here! Yeah, okay. Right away. Again, you two are overreacting. Sure, some people will remain unemployed, but they'll be taken care of by our safety net. There's no need to worry. Uh, those Americans who do not belong to your church have a lot to worry about. If they can't find a job in 2030, I mean, th there's, there's reason to worry here. That safety net you referred to is getting yeah. more worn by the day. I, I, doubt it, I doubt it'll be in one piece by that time. You know, 
Maybe people can get a voucher for, say, a can of SpaghettiOs or something, but I think we're looking at a Mad Max Terror Dome deal myself. Oh. And, and, and I know I can't beat a flipping robot in a battle to the death. Now you're sounding downright irrational. The United States of America will not deteriorate into a dystopian pit of misery. My gosh. Really? You, you watch too many movies. Cut back on your Netflix time. Hey, bud, what's your problem? Well, I'm a Hulu person myself, and I see Same more deal. of A Handmaid's Tale in our future. Margaret Atwood was very prescient. Well, they're going to have to pry my Netflix from my cold, dead hands. Dude, check and see if our next guest is ready. Uh, okay, and I am being told, Spud, that your next guest, Tom Green, is waiting to speak with you. Now, he's been on the show on many occasions, too, right? Yeah, and most of the time, he's doing something else while he's being interviewed by me. Hmm. Either Tom is a very busy guy, or he feels we're like, as important as cleaning up the dog poop in his backyard. Ooh, yeah. Hey, wait, was Tom cleaning up dog poop the last time he was on the show? No, I, I think he was on a walk or something. Hmm. I'm sort of, you know, envious Tom has so much going on in his life where he has to, you know, like, double book on his to-do list. I'm lucky to have maybe one thing a day on my list, and that's brushing my teeth before bedtime. Well, I'm glad to hear you're brushing your teeth regularly, Spud. Your parents spent so much money on your teeth while you were growing up. I gotta admit the truth. It turned me on. Well, I don't really have any more unfilled teeth left, so uh, cavities are a thing of the past. Hey, hmm. just put, put Tom through before he starts, like, mowing the lawn, vacuuming, or something else really loud. Yeah, okay, he here he is. Welcome back to the show, comedian and actor Tom Green. Hola, Mr. Green. Yeah. Hola. When is, when is, when is Tom Diaz? When is Diaz? Yeah. All right. Super. Well, so you'll be back in the Northwest area on the 20th and 21st with two shows, uh, 7.30 and 10 p.m. at the Parlor Live Comedy Club. So I'm guessing you know the area already and you don't need any tips on like the, the good fast food places or bowling alleys. But if you do, just message me. I'm just saying when you're in town. I always like to know about good fast food places, so you can you can let me know any tips. Uh, but uh, you know, I know I'm going to be at, I'm going to be down at Parlor Live having fun telling jokes every night, so that's going to be going to be uh, taking up most of my time. It's going to be good to, good to be back up in uh, the Seattle area. Yeah. So so let's get an update on what's happening in the life of one Tom Green. The, you know, the last few times we spoke, you were batch processing kind of. You know, one time you were on a train and the other time you were on a walk somewhere. You're kind of breathing heavily. Yeah. So hopefully now you're in a safe place and won't jeopardize your health while we do this thing. I remember that. I remember when I talked to you on the train. You know, I'm actually comfortably in my house in Los Angeles right now. I'm... Uh, getting ready to go do some shows up in Vancouver and then I'm coming down to Seattle and then San Francisco and and then I have a uh, residency that I'm uh, doing in Las Vegas and we're starting up uh, new shows at Harris Casino in May so I'll be in in Las Vegas as well every Sunday and Monday night so I'm just doing tons of stand-up and uh, touring and yeah. I'm having a blast. Yeah, hey, we're on uh, Las Vegas Public Radio down there, so that's cool. But, you know, I saw a picture of you with Wayne Newton when you were performing at Bally's in Vegas uh, a while back. Um, hey, I wanted to know, did the Wainster let you ride on one of his Arabian horses at his place? Because he's got a bunch of them. I mean, I've only, read a sh I've only ridden like a Shetland pony a couple years ago. It was kind of fun. But I bet his horses are really, really big. Did he let you ride any of them? You know, I didn't actually go over to his house, but we were uh, performing together like in, in the same casino at Bally's. And uh, had the pleasure of meeting the legendary Wayne Newton, which was pretty cool. But yeah. uh, you know, I'm uh, we're moving over to a bigger venue and in, in, in now in, at Harris, okay. which is really exciting. 
Yeah, you know, you know, Spud. Yeah. Well, my wife and I would love to see Wayne Newton someday. Our problem is we could never, ever enter a house of gambling to see him. That would go against what we believe in. Oh, uh, hey, man, I need a sec. Okay. What? You won't go into a casino seriously? No, no. Some of the major highs and lows in my life have occurred in a casino. Uh, maybe mostly lows, but those few highs I've experienced are some of the most memorable moments I've ever had. Have you ever won like a really big jackpot on a slot machine? It's awesome. Oh, there's really nothing like it. When you hit it big, this feeling overcomes you. I would say it's much more pleasurable than sex to be honest. No disrespect to my sweetie Chance. Uh, Dorothy, I don't want to know about your sex life with Chance the intern, okay? Yeah, all right. But it is a healthy part of life. You know, Whatever. I, listen, don't, I just don't want to hear about listen, it. Listen, my wife and I are no prudes. We play bingo often at our church, and on occasion, we'll, we'll buy a lottery ticket. I doubt Wayne will be playing at any bingo halls, so forget about seeing him live. Now let me get back to Tom. All right, I'm sorry about that, man. Are you still there? I'm good to go, absolutely. Um, well, let me hit you with this. Uh, Tom, you know, back when you were on The Apprentice, yeah, I had to ask this question. Uh, did, did you ever hear Donald Trump brag much off camera? I mean, he does it nonstop these days. He sounds like a WWE wrestler. So, you know, did, you ever, did he ever, like, uh, you know, crow, let's say crow a bit off camera? I know the president. I, I know the president of the United States. I know you do. Um, I know him. Yeah, the president knows me. Anyone who knows me should probably not be president. But um, I, uh, I did, I did uh, get to uh, hang out with him a little bit off camera, and uh, he's pretty much exactly the same off camera as he is on camera. So you can't say that he's uh, not not keeping it real. Um, but uh, you know, uh, some people like that. Some people don't like that so much. It depends on who you ask. Um, I'm Canadian, so I try not to weigh in on politics too much. This is. This is your problem, but uh, thank you for that. I, well, did did yeah. you ever hear him talk about grabbing anything? You know, he didn't talk about that. I, I mean, to be completely honest with you, he was always very genuine and nice uh, personally when you would talk to him, you know, in the hallway and stuff. But uh, right. you know, I, it's it's a whole other whole other you know thing when you when you talk about what what he's like when he's giving a political speech or uh, you know he certainly. Uh, you know, I can't vote again, so I'm Canadian. This is not this is not my uh, this is not my problem. Are, are, you not, are you? I thought you were a naturalized U.S. citizen too. Are you not? I am a Canadian citizen. Yeah, no. I am Canadian citizen. Well, yeah, but I've been living I've been living here in the country for uh, for almost 20 years now, and I do uh, I do love this country. You know, and I I I'm, I'm hope my old boss is able to uh, do good things for this country. Hope he's able to, you know. Pull it together and uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, we kind of hope that a, too. We kind of hope yeah. that as Americans. I, I, I was just curious though, as a Canadian citizen, do you, do you ever flinch a bit when you hear a knock on the front door these days? I mean, it could be ice or it could be the pizza guy. You never know. I was, you know, I flinched and I was born in New Jersey, so I was just curious. Yeah, you know, I uh, I'm a I'm I I'm a I'm a permanent resident of the U.S., so I'm essentially as close to being a citizen as one can be. So. Uh, I, I, doesn't mean I, you I'm don't. Here. Doesn't mean you couldn't or wouldn't flinch. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm just being real here myself. But all right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, did you did you leave the apprentice on good terms with the Donald? I mean, that dude holds a grudge, so I hope so. You know, I I got fired because I went out drinking with Dennis Rodman, uh. and um, 
And the next day I wrote the president uh, of the United States a letter on uh, Trump Tower stationery explaining the reason why I went out drinking with Dennis Rodman. I said, you know, I, I, I'm a comedian and uh, you know, I thought it would be funny for the show. I know it wasn't the most business-like decision in the world, but, uh, but uh, you know, I, I wanted the show to be funny. And, and, and he actually brought me back on the show. So it's very rare for somebody who gets fired as early as the third episode to get brought back on the show. So, so uh, I think we left on good terms. Um, and, uh, cool. you know, I, uh, I don't talk a lot about politics in my show, though. You know, I, I don't, uh, I, the, my stand-up is about, you know, I do touch on it because I know the president, but I really talk about all, a wide variety of, of issues and absurd, uh, absurd observations on the world and, and uh, just random oh, yeah. subjects. So I do yeah. a lot of crowd work. It's a really fun, high-energy night. You know, I, 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 uh, I was jumped up. I was up last night at the comedy store in Los Angeles and at the Improv in in L.A. I did two shows last night here, and you know I, I'm used to performing for different audiences all over the country. All right. Well, you know, Tom, on the show, we're talking about robots maybe taking over everything. I asked Louis Anderson earlier if he was worried as a stand-up comedian that, you know, maybe Alexa will take the stage one day and destroy. Uh, are you concerned about this possibly happening yourself? You know, I, I do think that it, it is a concern. I mean, you know, I, I, I often, you know, wish we were still living in a world phone. You know, I just, uh, I've been trying personally to leave in the car when I go into a restaurant or when I go out with uh, with with friends, I leave my phone at home because uh, you know everyone else has a phone, so I don't need to have my phone with me. If there's an emergency, I'll use their phone. So, so it's and I find it's a lot more relaxing whenever I don't have my phone on me. And uh, so that's that's I think something that I think people might start becoming more conscious of. It's just sort of trying to disconnect a little bit more, you know, especially with everything that's going on with the, you know, with politics. People are so angry about about what's happening right now a little bit depending little bit. on who you ask yeah you know so so it's kind of nice to just sort of like hate yourself from that argument a little bit all right all right hours a day um well let, let me close this conversation with this last one um tom green what is the one thing you really want to do but haven't been able to make it happen so far i want to climb to the top of the pyramids oh which one the, the Great Pyramid in Giza. I want to climb to the top of the pyramid in, in Egypt and just sit up there. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but that's definitely something that I really would like to do at some point in my life. Super. You might want to like start a, uh, like a pre-workout program because that would be a little taxing, I would think. I don't know how you deal with heat exhaustion and things like that. At least hydrate heavily before you try it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let me remind everyone that you will be at the Parlor Live Comedy Club on the 20th and 21st with two shows, 7.30 and 10 p.m. Um, thanks a whole bunch for coming back on our show. And I love it. Thank you so much. Mr. Tom Green. All right. Cheers. Bye. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is a Spud Goodman Show. Okay, it's musical guest interview time. Please say hello to a very lively band down north. Gentlemen, identify yourselves. Name, rank, and serial number, please. <laughs> Anthony Briscoe, uh, Lee Singer. Nicholas Quiller, guitar player. Brandon Storms, bass player. 
<laughs> All right. Well done. Um, so, so you guys played at South by Southwest this year. Mm-hmm. How was it? I mean, did you get like eight square feet to perform in like a lot of bands? Uh, it was very interesting. We started out with um, six like shows. six shows and then we ended up with like 13. Wow. wow. Yeah. So we just was like going from club to club, just, you know, asking could we play. And then, you know, just melting people's faces and walking away. Taking numbers, you know, that's that's what we do, collect fans. Super. We've had a lot of musicians on our show that have played the festival. Mm-hmm. And our tiny studio is like Madison Square Garden compared to some of the performance spaces there. So maybe maybe you got lucky. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was, that. It was a one, one, yeah. Okay. All right, super. <laughs> All right. Well, let me hit you with this. What's the band's official position on Troll Farms? Russia, if you're troll listening. Troll Farms, huh. That's a very good question. Yeah. Um, it gets us a record deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, you know, a lot of, of um, you know, the industry used them early in when um, social media was starting. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, we there's reports that Lady Gaga's numbers was fake there, when they first, you know, it's, it's a lot of people's beginning numbers start out that Nicki way. Nicki Minaj's numbers are still fake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on the at record. the end of the day, it's all about... Um, the engagement. If your engagements aren't really there, right, then it really doesn't matter. I mean, you can have you know uh, a million people, and if ten percent of those people, you know, are are all fake and nobody's really doing nothing, then you short like a midget. So right. Well. I don't know. I personally have never seen a troll. I have no clue how many trolls it takes to make up a herd or even a gaggle. So uh, I don't. I'm not an expert on the topic, but I guess you guys are. Well, let me hey, let me ask you this: Is there a band out there that you guys would bow down to? Someone you really, really admire? All mines are dead. Prince dead. Michael's dead. James dead. The Beatles dead. Everybody else sucks. Yeah, but down north still alive. I mean, leaves that, wide open down north is yeah. still alive. That's yeah. for the record. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. What super. Um, so what are the <laughs> what are the mid range career goals for the band at this point? Um, you go big or you go home. We don't do mid range. Okay. I like that. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, uh, what's the name of the next song and what's it about? Um, it's called Love Don't Know My Name, and it's just about um, you know people who feel like they're not. Being in, you know, love is just missing them over and over and over and over. They're like, I just want to give up. You know, it's like it's my own fault. It's like looking in inward and saying, is it my fault why things keep happening the way they are? You know, so it's just that question. Cool. You know? Let's let's hear it. All right, ready, guys? One, two, three, two. A silent kiss and a sea to my broken heart, and I can't resist the sanguineous bliss paid apart, and I, I can't deny. I'm 
Goodman Radio Show. What's up, guys? This is the world champion, Judah Friedlander, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Why? Because you're a winner. Uh, Spud, your last guest, Paige Van Zant, is on the line for you. Okay. You know, when she was on the show last year, I, I had no idea women were MMA fighters in that Oblong. You know, I I later watched one of Paige's fights on that uh, YouTube. My son, Gerald Jr., he's a big fan of hers, I guess. Can you keep a secret? Uh, Yeah, I'm betting a lot of teenage boys are fans of Paige's. But anyway, I've seen a few of her fights, and she is one tough cookie. Uh-huh. I sure wouldn't mess with her in the ring, uh, she, or whatever. The, yeah. Actually, it's called an octagon, oh. not oblong. Uh, uh, anyway, she, uh, ha- she has a new book out about, about her experiences in and out of the octagon. Well, I say women are much tougher than men. My ex-husband fainted when he passed a kidney stone. Uh, yeah, guys should try pushing out a kid down there. Not fun. It's not that easy. Yeah, I totally believe women are tougher no doubt about it i mean i could never you know deal with shaving my armpits if i was a woman i would just move to to paris france you know or somewhere where it's it's still cool to have like hairy armpits Uh, yeah 
Uh, anyway. European. Could someone uh, put page through, please? Welcome back to the show. MMA fighter, model, runner-up in the 2016 Dancing with the Stars, and now author, Paige Van Sant. Thanks for checking in with us again. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you have a new book out titled Rise, Surviving the Fight of My Life. It details your initial contact with first boxing, I believe, and then mixed martial arts. And uh, I guess this was growing up following some bullying incidents. Uh, I think that's something we can all relate to. What specifically did you have to deal with? Um, yeah, you know, I got into, first I got into fighting, not necessarily because of all the incidences that I went through, but I got into it just as an outlet. And um, everybody experiences bullying in a different way. I would say mine was pretty significant. And um, luckily I found fighting to help cope with that. Okay, super. Well, the scouting report on you in the ring says you're a relentless fighter who will often fight on the ground at times where you have a big edge. Do do you have a... I read that you had a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Is that correct? I I do. And, you know, actually, I just now got that from um, uh, my coach, Fabiano Scherner. Um, And I I know somehow people thought that I've had it for years, but um, just got my blue belt. Oh, super. Um, So I have to ask you this. What's it feel like to get punched in the face? I I haven't been hit there since like the second grade, and it was was more of a slap, actually. But it it still hurt. How do you handle the constant, you know, I guess pain of the punches, all sorts of body parts? Um, No, you know, you just kind of deal with it, and that's kind of the deciding factor when you walk into a gym is after you take the first punch to the face, if you can survive and take another punch to the face so uh, it's kind of the really determining thing if you're going to be a fighter or not and um for me you don't notice it in the fight you don't feel it in the fight you just kind of register that you did get hit and um you kind of you uh you get ready for that Dang, I, I I've seen a few photos. Uh, I, I didn't see the actual fights, but uh, you had a little bit of blood uh, that that uh, was. Uh, yeah. Um, is, does that freak you out when uh, you, you see that flowing down the face? Oh no, that kind of stuff doesn't freak me out. Yeah. Uh, dang. Okay. Super. Well, you know, as tough as you are in the octagon, uh, do you find people in your life outside of it counting on you to like handle things if something should come up with you know that calls for fisticuffs or something? Oh, gosh, no. I mean, uh, I haven't ever had to, like, you know, fight outside of the cage or anything like that. So I, I try to keep everything in the gym. I, I got to be honest. I would love to have a girlfriend who could, like, pound someone if need be. As long as it wasn't me, of course. But, you know, I... Uh, yes. Yeah, anyway. All right, super. Well, you know, on this show, we're talking about robots taking over many parts of our lives and also professions. Uh, do, do you ever see MMA fighters and, and boxers uh, being replaced someday with robots? Uh, I mean, I dig playing Rock'em Sock'em robots. I still do to this day, actually. But I was just curious. Do you ever see that happening? Uh, you know, I definitely don't know if people would um, really enjoy watching that. I mean, uh, I guess having a machine, finding a machine kind of uh, takes the, you know, the excitement out of it. Yeah. Well, my, my hope is it never happens. Let's just put it that way. But all right. Uh, yeah. Well, I think there would be considerable interest in watching robots face off in battle. Now, now they're so expensive. So, you know, one robot could not totally destroy its opponent. It would have to be like a, a point system or something. Uh, Paige, just a moment. Sounds good. 
if robots did face off, no one would pay to see them just backpedal around the octagon and do the rope-a-dope, you know, with an occasional jab. And they'd want to fight to the death. The, mm. the loser would be like a, a hunk of steel crumpled up in the cage afterwards, and they would just haul it off to a salvage yard or something. Huh. If there wasn't blood, I would never tune in. Oh, my gosh. The bloodlust in both of you is, well, really, it's somewhat alarming. Oh. This is America, man. And let me let me finish this up with Paige. All right, I'm back. Hey. Um, well, I have to ask you uh, about the uh, Dancing with the Stars competition. Um, does, does did you know coming in second feel just like losing the World Series or NBA Finals? Is it something that you're going to carry with the rest of your life, or, or did you just shake it off and move on? Uh oh, I just shook it off. You know, and it, I really was just so happy. My goal was to place in the top three. I ended up getting second on Dancing with the Stars, and um, it w- really was. It was it was an awesome experience. And being on the show, I was so happy for uh, Niall DeMarco, the the fellow that won the whole thing. And he really, really took it home. And I I thought he deserved to win. And I was just so happy because once Dancing with the Stars was over, I was able to get back into the cage and focus on so many other things that I have going on in my life. Uh, I, I got to ask you though, right? Like right now, if you ever go out dancing, or anything, do you ever like, uh, like pull out a, some of the tricks in your bag, you know, and just like, oh, I'm not going to say show off, but, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, bust a move something. Do you, do, are, do you ever do that at this point? Gosh, I, you know, I mean, I wish I could, but, um, I definitely am going to get my fiance to start taking some, uh, ballroom classes with me so me and him can show off some of the tricks that we could do. All right. Super. Huh? Yeah. That was for the record. All right. Well, I know you probably got to get going, do some stuff, work out or whatever. So, uh, let me say again that you have a brand new book out titled Rise, Surviving the Fight of My Life. It's available everywhere. So people just need to go look for it. Um, Hey, uh, we really appreciate you calling into our show again. Yep, thank you so much. And there you have it, Miss Paige Vincent. My, how time flies. Spud, I, I really think both you and your aunt will feel better once you do more research into how a changing economy can be a wonderful thing. You know, at one time, we had the telegraph to communicate to others across this country, and then that technology led to the telephone, and then that led to the internet. And that led to you porn. The Masturbation Network, keeping America baiting for 300 years. I know my history, okay? I don't know about and that. What, what I'm talking about is I don't think people are prepared for this, and it's going to be a real shock. Oh. Lives are at risk. I, no, 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 no. I am stocking up on canned goods right now, as you never know when that tipping point is going to happen. It, well, you know what? I will have to agree. Stocking up on canned goods and dried foods is a wise course of action. Thank a- you. As you know, our basement is pretty properly stocked with all the necessary commodities should we ever need to be off the grid for an extended period of time. Uh, Yeah, that's why you aren't freaked out about this coming job apocalypse. Everyone in your church has been prepping for this for 150 years. That's an unfair advantage. Well, what is the question? But everyone has the choice to prepare for unfortunate events. Some, like you, for example, opt for ignoring common sense choices. You've been to my apartment. I have no room for a food stash. With all the junk I have around, I can barely put away the groceries I get each week. But speaking of preppers, um, I read this article on Facebook that said the number six thing that they store up, besides like you know food and water and stuff, are condoms. Are you stocked up on those in your basement? Okay. 
That is a private matter between my wife and I. I won't discuss our birth control methods on the air. Why so serious? You have three kids. If your wife hasn't made you get sniffed by now, Gerald, she needs mental health care. Yeah, well, my wife is quite sane, Mrs. Jarvis. And again, I will not comment on this private matter. I will say this. We're not ashamed to only have three kids, no matter what others say. Yeah, I guess you guys are models for zero population growth in your circle, huh? Well, we've undergone a bit of public humiliation, yes, but we've weathered it and have become stronger for it. Don't be so overly dramatic about it. Well, regarding our careers, at least in radio, you know, we aren't safe from this coming job of Armageddon. I mean, if they can automate Starbucks, they can do it at all radio stations everywhere. I mean, obviously everyone knows they're doing it right now. I mean, just listen to the compliant program commute, computerized voices spouting out ad copy, the weather, and, and the song titles of an occasional tune played. You know, I'm old enough, it's not going to affect me in my career, but kids these days enrolled in radio broadcasting programs might want to get their money back now? I mean, they're going to be just like milkmen, and soon they too will be walking aimlessly at the mall during the day. Let them know we're on our trail, doing everything we can, but most of all, keep everybody calm. Oh, well, well, you know what? At least I have my second job at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. South Seattle, South Seattle, South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. You know, I, Not I, can, cool. I can fall back on that should your doomsday scenario ever take place. I, I'm positioned to weather this event you seem to believe so strongly is coming. So, yeah, no worries here. Oh, okay. So you think all the stores dumping their cashiers is just a temporary fad? What makes you think your other employer with that lame jingle won't just install scanners and let, you know, all you carpet pushers, you know, go. Uh, People can just ask the store Alexa if they have any questions. These guys, they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell. What? No. No, 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 no. No, they they could, they would not do anything of the kind. Okay. Uh, uh, Listen, we just had a great quarter at the store. No. No, no, no. This this would never happen to us long-time loyal employees. <laughs> Have you uh, chatted with any Blockbuster employees lately? Hell will freeze over. Uh, those lifetime employee discount cards are not worth much these days, you know? Well, And uh, don't forget the people who work for Kodak. I still have a bunch of unused film rolls. I guess yeah, I too. should have picked up my camera more often, oh, okay, I guess. Okay, okay. All right, it's, but I, I really I don't need to hear this. We just took out a second mortgage to buy a timeshare in Salt Lake City. Gosh, I, I wonder if it's too late to get out of that agreement. Too late, y'all. Well, if not, I saw some ad on TV. There, there's a company that will buy people's timeshares when they get sick or, or go bankrupt. They I mean, buy you, for me? You, might, you might get 20 cents on the dollar. It's, it's better than nothing. Yes. I might have been interested if uh, it wasn't in Salt Lake City. Yeah, Like, really. say, Key West or Aspen. Uh, that will be a tough one to unload. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, you guys, I... I Okay, I can feel my blood pressure getting to a level that I'm supposed to begin a deep breathing exercise right now. So, okay, if you don't mind, I'm going to step outside of the studio for a moment, okay? Yeah, okay. Uh, Okay. You know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but people need to get ready for what's coming. You had me at hello. Just don't shoot the messenger. Oh, I'll go check on him when we're off the air. I'm sure he's fine, probably just hyperventilating a bit. Yeah, he really needs to toughen up a bit, don't you mm, think? Yeah. Okay, but I, I, I got to do this now. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here is Down North.
Copyright 2018 Spud Goodman Productions. Happy!